Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. historical election in the United States of America, I am not covering politics, nor will I ever cover politics on this show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Wrestle Radio Network is the one, the only, Brian Rails. Who the fuck else? And I have to uh, tell you, I watched... Some of Hell in a Cell last night, I really, you know, was at a bar, and I was watching a game, and got disappointed, and, you know, shit happens. Anyways, I will just read some of the results, because what started off the night, you think of, okay, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, And I guess I don't know why that would be the first match, but I'm going to read you the results because I saw some of Hell in a Cell, like I said. Yes, Wrestle Radio, okay, for the tagline, sir. It's Wrestle underscore radio on Instagram at Brian Rails, at, or no, at underscore Brian Rails, yes. That is a Twitter. This is handing me notes. This is funny. Okay, so... Kate said sheets. Okay. Don't think I want to, but I will. I must read the results of Hell in a Cell. Okay, no, that's not... That's not in order, sir. Okay, yes. So the very first match was Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, and this match wasn't even close because we all knew that Roman Reigns was going to retain his Universal Championship against his cousin, who was much like a brother growing up to him, Jey Uso, right? And then you had Sasha Banks versus Bailey, which is I don't understand how it was controversial. I mean, I thought it was a great match. I really honestly it was great. I didn't have an issue with it. I mean, if you're thinking Bailey and Sasha was controversial because people said it was too violent, it was definitely something they shouldn't have done. Oh fuck that. I think those two did a wonderful job of telling the story and I'm normally critical over Bailey and Sasha, but let's get this flow going, shall we? No, I mean, there was plenty of moments inside Hell in a Cell from Sasha Bailey that made me intrigued, okay? So, ESPN, ESPN did a result on, oh my goodness, no, I don't want this one. Uh, CBS. Yeah, they were talking during the entire match. Okay. Um, R-Truth had the 24-7 championship match. I love him. He's he's one of the performers that you sit and watch and you say to yourself, well, at least he's trying. I mean, 
hasn't aged. The man looks like a vampire anyways. So Troopy, Gulak, and he retains. So it wasn't that good of a match, but it's still funny. Uh, I quit match. Yeah, okay. Um, Reigns beat Uso verbal submission to retain the championship. So there was too much talking in the match, even though it was a good thing. You know, and Roman Reigns, you see, you know, the wild Samoans at the front of the ramp, right? Anyways, Elias versus Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy ended up losing because of a disqualification because he hit Elias with a guitar. Otis versus The Miz for the Money in the Bank contract. The Miz ends up winning. See, this shit needs a crowd. It really does. So the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Sasha. There's a drop toe hold into a chair. There was a bank statement with a chair. She kept hitting it with her, tapping it with her foot, and I thought it was pretty funny. You know, as I said, I'm not a big Bailey fan, but Sasha and Bailey put on a show, and that was like probably one of the few lone highlights of the night. The McIntyre Orton match was fairly decent, right? So then, I mean, it gave it an A. I agree. Lashley versus Slapjack, that match was absolutely horrid. I, I would give it an F uh, simply because. During this match, you know, Lashley eventually had enough to toss Slapjack around the ring. He basically, he tossed that fucker around the ring the entire match. I mean, did the kid have any kind of shine whatsoever during the match? I mean, he had a little, I don't think a heel ever has shine, but who's this? The question is, who's the heel, who's the face? You can have two heels versus two heels. Um, but this, this, kid, <laughs> this match was basically... Yes, the company fucking hated the idea of retribution. Let's just completely smush them down, smudge them, you know, like a cigarette on an ashtray, and destroy retribution. But I'll get to that later. McIntyre versus Orton. As I said, it was a very good back and forth. McIntyre lost, and Orton was the better man that night, I guess. be the hell in a cell match. Okay, so that was Hell in a Cell. And um, this is tonight's WWE Raw brought to you live from the Amway Center. I mean, is it ever going to leave? We never know. So McIntyre comes out after the fact that they show the entire match between McIntyre and Orton at Hell in a Cell and says uh, he's been trying to... So McIntyre gets on the mic. And he says, I'm trying to find the words to, you know, think of what to say after losing the championship to Randy. He says, he quotes from the movie Rocky. So, friend Chris, if you're listening, McIntyre's the man, right? Uh, he says, why is he in a good mood sharing inspirational quotes? If you could read his mind, it's very different. Then The Miz comes out and interrupts and starts pissing him off and then Miz hits the lower portion of the, you know, just does a crackback block. We're in football mode, right? Uh, he hits McIntyre. McIntyre goes down like a sack of rocks, but then McIntyre challenges Miz to a match. Keith Lee and Elias in the next match. So it's a qualifying match for, actually they show a promo about that. Keith Lee will face Elias in a Survivor Series qualifying match. And then AJ Styles with Jordan Omobian, Omobian whatever. Uh, tonight Styles will face Jeff Hardy. And then there's commercial. And then AJ comes out. And with the distraction at the end, you know, towards the end of the match, AJ ends up hitting a phenomenal form. One, two, three. And then Elias. It's Jeff in the back with the guitar. Okay, survive. <laughs> wow. Okay, so let's fast forward this. Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulag versus Lucha House Party. Our truth comes out, and you know what follows, right? 24-7 championship. Skr and run. Lucha House Party wins. <laughs> Boy, that's kind of funny. Uh, the Firefly Funhouse. This is the saving grace for now. A WWE Raw simply because it's the most entertaining shit. I think that those two putting on a show for the fans is actually pretty fucking decent, if you ask me. Uh, so during this segment, 
Alexa Bliss and uh, Bray Wyatt are dressed up like Alice in Wonderland theme, I guess. And Alexa pours the tea, and she goes, "What's in this?" And she says, "Arsenic." Yeah, I, I love the way that they're doing the shit and trying to make it controversial and it'll get ratings. But it's to no avail. I will explain later why it's to no avail. So then Keith Lee, Braun Strowman footage is shown from last week, and they go to commercial. Adam Pearson seen backstage with Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, then Dana Brooke, whatever, ladies and gentlemen, Elias gets interrupted. Things haven't changed in a year and a half, almost two. Survivor Series qualifying match, Elias versus Keith Lee. So Elias ends up losing thanks to the distraction of Jeff, uh, and then... Keith Lee picks up the win by the Spirit Bomb. Okay, so then there's a promo for Halloween Havoc this coming Wednesday. Then there's a video package that shows, let's see here, Orton beating McIntyre at Hell in a Cell. Then there's a video package of the Hurt Business versus Retribution. This is kind of a waste. And I, and as I said, I will get to you later on all these issues concerning WWE's uh, Survivor Series and their shows as of late. Uh, let us see here. The Hurt Business makes their entrance. They'll face Retribution and an Elimination Tag Match. So we're we're gearing up for Survivor Series, folks. Um, and Lashley will face the Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn at Survivor Series this year. Oh, goodness. Yawn. Not on that match. I'm just saying it's not going to be a terrible match, but yawn on certain things with WWE. MVP says Retribution came into WWE. Everyone ran from them except the Hurt Business, though, because you need another faction to face another faction and overdo shit. You know how this shit works. Eight-man tag match, then. So the Hurt Business... Bobby Lashley, MVP, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander, for those who aren't familiar with the Hurt Business, and Retribution, Mustafa Ali, T-Bar, Mace, and Slapjack with Retaliation. What? Who? who? I'm just starting to wonder, who gave these superstars these nicknames? Because it sounds like if you were to go out, right, and I just want to be nicknamed T-Bar. Mace sounds really good because, you know, you throw it in someone's face. Slapjack. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, Let's just get to the point. So, retaliation basically comes in the ring at one point in the ring, and she, or Mia Yim, as we like to call her, used to be called. She comes in the ring. She starts fading. Whatever the fuck is going on with her. (coughs) And then, Booted to the back because that's what happens to people who distract others in WWE, right? Moving forward, Jack has been eliminated. It looks like stars they created off of WWE 2K20. I mean, is it that bad that I can point some of this out uh, when you watch a match? It's just with Retribution or the Hurt Business, it depends. That's all I'm going to tell you. It depends. So, Bobby Lashley and T-Bar get eliminated by the countout. Jesus. Um, Ace has been eliminated. The winners of the Hurt Business. I mean, they're just annihilating them, folks. Annihilating Go backstage to see Angel Garza flirting with Mandy Rose and Otis at a rough week, blah, blah, blah. But Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler come in saying, we're the tag team that's dominant, blah, yada. So more blabbing, even backstage. So then, yeah, McIntyre versus The Miz. I, I like that match. I like the old school feel to it with somebody on the outside. Morrison gets, you know, suplex for his troubles. And then Claymore kick to The Miz, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. So I like this This is also one of my favorite segments of the show The Raw Tag Team Champions Kofi Kingston And Xavier Woods 
They dressed up as Street Profits. It is near Halloween, folks, so <laughs> I can't wait. The tag team champions will face the tag team champions. So I do like some of Survivor Series. And also, Asuka will be facing Sasha Banks at Survivor Series. I don't know why, like I said, during the Off the Rails Uncensored segment, what I, if I was the one that was booking the show, which I'm not, how I would go about booking certain things. Just a friendly suggestion, folks. Just a friendly suggestion. So before Pierce made the final announcement, Pierce, you know, got cut off by Nia Jackson and ended up being a fatal four-way to qualify to be the fifth and final member on the Raw champ or <laughs> Raw champ team, Raw women's team. Lana versus Lacey Evans versus Peyton Royce versus Nikki Cross. Yay, she's back. And then, let's see here. Unfortunately, Lana wins. I mean, she gets Samoan dropped. Samoan dropped. Samoa dropped. Samoan dropped. Yee! Into the table. The announce table for the sixth time, according to, what was it, Byron Saxon, who keeps count? My God. So then you see Charlie Caruso outside of Randy Orton's locker room. She asks him, are you sure you want to go into the lion's den tonight on Moment of Bliss? We all knew that The Fiend was going to come out. We knew that... No, we didn't know. Well, McIntyre came out because he made it obvious earlier. He's like, well, it's not going to be a moment of bliss, and you'll see. Matt Riddle in a qualifying match for Survivor Series will be on the men's team versus Sheamus. Sheamus won via pinfall rule. Okay, um... Yeah, this is starting to look like 2008. And that's not a good thing, folks, for WWE. WWE, actually, they had higher, a little bit of higher ratings in 2008, believe it or not. Actually, I, I would have to look that up on one other show, but I don't have time. Actually, yes, I do. WWE champion Randy Orton, a moment of bliss. So then Orton... Calls out Bliss and says, I know Bray Wyatt pretty well. Where is he? Is he in close? He's talking about The Fiend. So then McIntyre comes out, and then The Fiend tries to pick his spot. Make Orton choose. Are you going to want to face The Fiend, or are you going to pick the lesser two evils in McIntyre? So, to end the show, we end it with violence, at least, right? That's what we love. Let us in. See, and wow, this, this person agrees on Twitter with me. It says, good final segment to the show. I like the addition in the scene because it actually makes sense with Randy Orton and all injured to Bray Wyatt. I wonder how long it'll take to get the payoff with Survivor Series pursuing the thing. At least there's some intrigue, folks, but uh, I'm not going to waste any time because there's, what, 52 minutes? Well, actually, 41 minutes left. And seeing as how, you know, 19 minutes of this show is me reviewing stuff and basically kind of going over what went on. So I've done this before, but I'm going to do it again. Before I do, though... If you would like to join the World Famous Monster Factory for more information to join the World Famous Monster Factory in Paulsburg, New Jersey, you can visit the website www.monsterfactory.org. Invest in yourself. Make your dreams of becoming a professional wrestler, announcer, ring announcer. Whichever you choose, man, the option list is open. Masks are required. By the head owner, coach, and trainer, the world-famous Monster Factory, Danny Cage, do not email the website. There is a phone number located directly on the website on monsterfactory.org. If you haven't been to Monster Factory, you should. It's where Matt Riddle trained. It's where Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson came out of, Seamus. King Kong Bundy, Pretty Boy Larry Sharp, the previous owner, God rest Larry's soul. But anyways, Monster Factory is 
the bomb diggity yo. You should definitely check this school out. And he's a very good dude. And give you the real, whether you did something right or wrong, he won't. He won't ever make you feel like you're a piece of shit. Unless, no, he won't ever do that. He'll just let you figure shit out for yourself. Anyways, the world-famous Monster Factory, they got their own documentary on the Fight Network. It's on YouTube. It's really cool. You should check it out. Go to monsterfactory.org and invest in yourself today, folks. There's even payment plans for his school. Also, folks, if you like to subscribe to the WWE Network, you can do so now in your first month. I don't know if they're doing first month free anymore. I haven't seen the advertisements, but please look on WWE.com. Sign up today with a valid username and password. It costs $9.99. That is cheaper than most subscriptions are. I'll tell you that much. And also, if you don't have a valid debit or credit card, you can go to your local FYEs. Your local Walgreens, Walmarts, Best Buys, 7-Elevens, Dollar Generals, GameStops. You can purchase the WWE Network card, which is $27.99. You get three months of nonstop WWE and also additional ICW, ECW, WCW, WCCW, NWA, AWA, Smoky Mountain Pro, USWA and all the various other territories that existed back in the day. You can watch classic matches as much as you want. All right, now, that was the advertisement. Oh, <laughs> a few more segues. What's up, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, Toronto, Canada, Italy, Spain, India, the Philippines? What's up, everyone? And oh, in the United States of America. Mexico City, Mexico, Barcelona, Tokyo, Japan, Beijing, and holy shit. Oh, no, I don't need to activate my iPad. I don't know how to respond to that. I don't know how to respond to you either. Goodness sakes. That's the mistake of leaving your iPad open during a show. But see, I quickly recovered, folks. So, without further ado, the following content of the following sub-show of a show, Off the Rails Uncensored, is a trademark podcast created on March 7, 2016. Any reproduction or likeness thereof will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, and $45 fines will be issued. Off the Rails Uncensored podcast contains strong adult language. If your child repeats this to his or her principal, I am not responsible for the following consequences that will ensue from said authoritative figure at school. Alright, folks. Buckle up, motherfuckers, because this is going to be one hell of a ride. Monkeys in the truck. Please hit my music. Dig it. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The closest person I Well, there's a lot of stuff to discuss regarding WWE. Considering that their competitor, AEW, is outdoing them in ratings yet again, there's reason for that. Not throwing caution to the wind. Now, not throwing caution to the wind? That might be an issue for a lot of companies in wrestling. Although some people believe that Throwing caution to the wind might be a bad idea for WWE since they are kid-oriented. But allow me to read the statistic that I wrote down on my handy-dandy portable board. Dry erase board, my bad. So, this week in ratings for WWE, 
1.561 million, 0.48 rating from the 18 to 49 demographic. It was reduced by 7.5%. And last week's was actually the week prior to this one was 1.687 million last week. And this is their second lowest viewership in the show history. Let me just uh, point something out here. One of the re- actually, there's a few reasons for the show not having the ratings that it could have. There's a lot of holding back, and when you hold back in professional wrestling or anything for that matter, when it comes to entertainment, yeah, I think. Most of WWE's audience is kids, and big kids like me. So the question remains, what do you do when a show is struggling? How do you entice an audience to come watch your shit? The match... Or matches for Survivor Series. They're not all formed yet because there's still going to be a whole lot of shit to cover on SmackDown Live, right? On this Friday. And I I did say earlier that I was going to look up SmackDown Live ratings. I, I have to be fair when it comes to numbers. I can't just, you know, delegate one show and, and bash that one. And actually not bash as they criticize Bash sounds really kind of Blase if you will Smackdown my ratings Let's see This is bad when you read the headlines When it says For the second consecutive week Friday Night Smackdown on Fox experienced a significant dip in viewership, but it's actually higher than Raw. Just According to Showbuzz Daily, Smackdown averaged 2.4 million viewers over two hours this Friday after drawing 2.9 million viewers on October the sec- or 11th. So, something's going askew because there's no audience, and obviously that draws people in. If there's an audience and they react a certain way, if certain things happen the way they do in WWE, sometimes things just repeat themselves in WWE as far as we didn't want this, so creative's going to just book the way they want to because they have limited amount of supply. And by supply, I mean the workers, you know, we're going through a pandemic. We as an entire universe world is going through this shit. So I guess what you can say is the amount of talent that's been through COVID, they're not saying, and I don't think they want to. And I don't think I want to hear another report from either the NFL or WWE or anywhere. Though so-and-so's game is postponed. This wrestlers, these wrestlers cannot participate due to health concerns. Like, come on. So, both Raw and SmackDown are suffering. When it comes to AEW and their ratings, it says the post-revolution edition of AEW Dynamite T once again beat out WWE NXT on USA in the viewership battle Wednesday night. According to Brian Alvarez of Wrestling Observer, AEW Dynamite averaged 906,000 viewers, while NXT averaged 718,000. So, my goodness, dude. They must be doing something right on AEW despite, you know, I don't know. They're faction heavy. They wrestle matches that actually captivate an audience. Like having no disqualification and then the time limit draw. I can point out both the negative and positive on both sides of you know, the spectrum, WWE, AEW. However, 
back to WWE. When fans know what's going to happen because the company doesn't, you know, there's no avoiding the whole Roman Jey Uso thing. And I actually think that's a decent portion of what they have going for them. Aside from the Fiend and Bliss joining forces, that was genius. Um, there's a few hit, you know, tidbits that really, okay, Jeff Hardy versus Elias. I don't care about results in some areas and aspects of WWE, but what I do care about is, like, who in the world is booking some of this shit? It begs the question. Whether or not you're paying attention to losing viewership, because you can't really say what's putting asses in seats. Now what you can say is, who's making... An audience, you know, come to see your shit. It's always going to be a full house, you know, through the digital thing, digital side of things. It's like watching Pure Entertainment. Now they got celebrities watching WWE Raw and Matthew McConaughey tonight and his sons. And of course, you got Big E one night. I think they're trying, not a little too hard. They're trying to get people. Wow, did you know so and so was on WWE Raw on a on a 24-inch or 32-inch screen. Raw's without an audience. And I... There, you know, the audience is there in spirit. I mean, you get a time slot to watch on the USA Network and have yourself be a, you know, in a virtual cornucopia full of entertainment. Again, you know, they made it, it did make the three hours go by like a breeze without some of the backstage bullshit and the promos. Begin the night with a promo if it makes sense. This one did make sense because McIntyre, I'm trying to find the words to describe my loss to Orton, you know, but like Rocky, like the movie Rocky, he just keeps getting up. I know. Uh, I don't know. If I'm busy watching some of my phone on certain segments, like comedic gold, you know, with our truth and that man is so fucking funny. But it's like, what do you do if you get complacent with a TV show that you used to watch religiously with a friend? And now it's just like, a lot of people are focusing on a lot more other stuff. You know, whether or not we're going to be able to go to shows again. Whether or not we're going to be able to, you know, have autograph sessions again. Or go to WrestleCon. Or just do different various shit. But anyways, back to, you know, the back to the thick of the discussion. Yawn Fest. Let's see what the yawn fest would be. Actually, I like the New Day, you know, impersonating the Street Profits because they're very similar. <laughs> Believe it or not. I knew that was going to happen. I knew the minute the Street Profits got the call up, go to Maine. Eventually, somebody was going to catch wind of one of the podcast people's ideas and go, hey, you know what? It'd be a great idea. New Day versus Street Profits. It's not a bad idea. Now I'm getting to the let loose moment. Lana winning the match with four very talented individuals, to which I ask you, well, she, you know, certain Tom Phillips pulled, you know, pointed it out. Well, she did win an all-female battle royale. Why? Why did she win the battle royal? Why did she win against three other talented women? You know, I would have been fine with Lacey Evans. I would have been okay with Peyton Royce. Not really. Um, 
Nikki Cross would have been a great selection. She wasn't this, or she was on the all female Survivor Series team for SmackDown Live, was she not? I don't understand. They're like, well, she hasn't been here this week, so we had to put in a filler for Lana. I get that from a professional uh, point of view. But if you really want the women's match to tank, you put Lana on the Raw women's team. Who the hell? I mean, I, I really, at this point, I know who has the final say, and I'm well aware some people may be listening in, some people may not. However, Lana... Lana as your final selection. That's like having a draft in the NFL that was wonderful, and then you trade him just so you can get a position player, which some teams it pays off and some teams it doesn't. But that choice is just as bad as when the Raiders chose Demarcus Russell And we figured out he weighed that that dude couldn't even throw two feet to the receiver and cough syrup anyone. But anyways, sometimes, you know, things look good on paper. And I'm going to say it again. Other times, it's not such a great idea to propose something. And you know the fans ain't going to be a big fan of what you put on the paper for Survivor Series. Some of the matches, okay, look, I'll admit, Asuka versus Sasha, cool. The tag team champions versus the tag team champions for Raw and SmackDown, cool. I'm not so sure about the Intercontinental versus, you know, the United States champion. I think that, if anything, if you want to raise the stakes, and this is how I would book Let's just unify the titles in some instances. Like, for example, the United States Intercontinental, don't unify those, but allow the winner. This is a great one. Whoever wins in their match can show up on any show at any time. And I know the reasons why they won't do it. It's because... They're like, that doesn't even make sense. And plus, they have co- we have COVID going on. Okay, I understand that we have a debilitating, it's not just debilitating, this disease is still unknown to general public as to what the symptoms are, how to go forward with it. And so, as athletes, they don't want to risk more exposure to it. I get it. The booking for Survivor Series thus far, the Champions versus Champions match, I'm, I'll believe it when I see it type thing. If it's going to be good, it's going to be good. If it's going to be bad, uh, well, I uh, kind of figure because the past few years with Survivor Series, it depends on which matches you look for or look forward to, I should say. No, there's been instances where Survivor Series, I have been to a few of those. I've been to Royal Rumbles. I've been to several WrestleManias, and I've got the programs to prove it. But this ain't about me. This is about booking and how it looks. And I can already tell you, this looks like a horror story just waiting to happen. Fix it. Please fucking fix it because that is why your rating, and I'm going to read this again, for WWE Raw was at 1.561 million with a 0.48 rating, and, and that's the 18 to 49 demographic, right? It was reduced by 7.5%. These numbers are. I'm guessing at the end of the fucking shit show that is 2020 or whenever we're eligible to have a decent show, right? Some part of creative has to be let go. And Moxley said, you know, boy, am I glad I'm out of there right now. He ain't lying. 
Because this is the kind of shit that will lose you fans. And if NXT, who is your bread and butter, is only getting 796,000 viewers to N- or AEW's 936,000, that gives me a headache because also, you know, I've noticed NXT's holding back just a little bit. As far as, you know, producing content that would be like, holy crap, I got to tune in to watch NXT. I think by accident, you know, some people tune into the programming and be like, oh, wrestling, I don't want to watch that. Sometimes it happens like that. And I love NXT. I honestly do because you can tell in that division there are those who are hungry and those who are wanting to prove themselves, like Ember Moon. And... Ben Balor, and the list goes on. The fact that Tony Lorcan and Danny Burch won the tag titles, congratulations, you know. They worked their asses off for that. To be the baby faces in the match and then get booed in Chicago against Undisputed. My hats are off to them because, like I said, I never really... Cared all that much for the Undisputed Era. Do you know why? I'm not that much of a trend follower when it comes to wearing the merchandise of everyone's favorites like Gargano, Undisputed. There's a lot of underrated on NXT that I believe haven't gotten their fair shot, but it's because maturity and are you going to show up for work? Are you going to do what you're supposed to do? Anyways, I'm getting off topic here, so I'm going to go back to the whole ratings thing. The reason why the ratings are so low is because it's the same shit. And the announced team for NXT, um, Best Phoenix, very talented, you know, Hall of Famer, calls them like she sees them. Um, but there's only a few problems with this. Not calls them like she sees them, but... If your voice doesn't carry a tune with wrestling fans, like JR does, Shivani, um, my God, even back in the day when Jerry Lawler was very pervy, and the you and puppies, or I know what he did, that's sexual harassment. Like, there's certain quick whip comments that will draw an audience in or catchphrases. Mama effing Mia, miss you, Maro. Miss you greatly. Wade Barrett, uh, you can tell that when there's a tri-party of WWE announcers, um, let's see the pairings that I miss. Uh, I like Corey Graves on NXT, uh, Byron Saxton, and Percy, I believe. Yeah, Percy. Miss Nigel, but he's on NXT UK. Big Joseph should just stick to NXT UK. Although on NXT, he's not that bad. It's just the, oh! I don't know whether to laugh or punch you in the balls, dude. Next, oh! Well, every major move, it's like you stubbed your toe or you got hit in the dick. One of the two expressions, or actually, one of the two expressions, verbal expressions, that drive me up a wall with Vic Joseph. He's a good announcer and all, but there are some tidbits about that dude that make me want to ram my head straight into a car window. Sometimes with his, ooh! Phoenix goes into way too long of a description when she's describing a move or what attributes the wrestler has and how much she despises, you know, what so-and-so did. She is your color commentator, but you need to pull her out of the desk. You need to pull her off the desk and back onto the scene. As a manager, you know what, maybe she conceptualize this, right? If you had Rhea Ripley and, uh, I don't know, Raquel Gonzalez managed by Beth Phoenix, 
They could actually win the women's tag team championships. Just a suggestion. Probably going to get thrown into the bowl of suggestions somehow, right? WWE, right now, the reason why the ratings are low is because they don't take very many chances. And when they do, it's always on the network. Some people don't want to watch the network. They want to watch it live. They want to have it, have an organic feel to what you're presenting us, man. And Raw was improved. It's just... I can already tell you that Survivor Series is anything like the showings this week on WWE Raw soon to be SmackDown Live. Um, it's, it's the title. It's turning out to be a true horror story. We haven't even reached Halloween Havoc yet. We will in two days on USA Network. Cheap plug, I know. WWE constantly has, you know, their up and down moments. But when you're losing viewership, ask yourselves this question. What are the real facts behind the losing of viewership? Audience was barely keeping it afloat. I mean, with three point somethings and two point million, but for SmackDown and Raw to be low, I'm not. I don't have any objection or not objection, but questions about as to why. Most of the stuff, you know, that they are doing content wise, it's here and there, but. <laughs> If you say drop the PG label, okay, well, they've tried. And the Karens and Carls bitched about it, right? Wrestling's supposed to be less, you know, violence-influenced or whatever. <laughs> if your kids watch or get curious to watching ECW or old NWA or old WCCW shows. Oh, yeah, CZW. I forgot about that. Combat Zone Wrestling. My goodness. You want violence. Glass shards and chairs. Thumbtacks, Legos. Seems to be the new end thing now. I don't know why, and I don't know how it ever became the end thing for professional wrestling, but if I got slammed on those, I don't know. My back would never be the same. Any questions, you can throw them out at Russell underscore radio at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter. And also, if you want to message us on Facebook, you can do so by going to Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com. Type in the link. I'll be sure to answer all of your questions. All right. So... Angel Fishes. There is set amount of time left. Duda, Duda. There's set amount of time left all the fucking Duda day. Ratings are important. Yes, yes they are, and I want. I would like if I quit doing stupid booking. Whoever said Lana was a good choice to be a wrestler, she should just stick to being a valet. And the reason for that being said, Nikki Cross would have been a good selection. Hell, even Lacey Evans. I'm just waiting to see when a whole bunch of monitors, you know, just shake their head and discuss, what the fuck, what's going on, why is this going on? Again, it could be a variety of things, the limited amount of superstars, no audience. Actually, it's all of the above. Survivor Series back in the day compared to Survivor Series coming up. This group at Survivor Series, um, I don't know what the thought process is with picking matches. Again, I said, the championship matches, I am more than a fan of. I'm actually going to enjoy it. 
the traditional Survivor Series men's and women's. Uh huh. You, you hear the expression in my voice, and that's because last year's I have lost faith in Survivor Series actually putting you know, putting on a decent show for the fans who still watch, and then that. Uh, 1.561 million viewership for Raw is fucking terrible. And I got this from multiple sources, dude. I'm sure. No, not just the unreliable. It's like, look, cage-side seats, CBS, Forbes said the ratings were in the toilet. Also. Smackdown Live. I I'm not. I've yet to watch a full show on a Friday. That is the worst position you want to put your show in is a Friday. Yeah, I keep yawning because here's the deal. Oh yes, I was going to get just. Thanks for reminding me. Retribution. Why is this even a group? Not about the win-loss problems, it's about the consistency of them being utilized only to get beaten. Somebody must have said something to someone. In order for them to get names like T-Bar, Mace, Slapjack, get the other one's name, I'm sorry, I just, I lost track of time trying to talk and discuss a group that was making impact. That was just, you should have had them continue to tear shit up. And again, the leader of the group, Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali. There's no place like bullshit. There's no place like... I'm still trying to figure out why you wouldn't do an even bigger reveal because the minute that CM Punk's name comes up in the, in the discussion, some people have flicked views upon CM Punk. He's probably just enjoying his time off, man. He has been for the last year, and he's a lot happier. But, um, I don't know why. Why would you ever the hurt business versus retribution? So this is just well, I'm not too a big fan of your guys so from NXT, so I'm not gonna individualize you. I'm going to allow you to be in a faction. Makes you wonder. Makes me wonder. Because there's so much going on right now. It's kind of like, um, they could have had. No, they could have. There have been instances where they could have just picked their spots and beat the ever-living daylights out of whomever they targeted. They went after the scene and they killed that story. I was like, okay, well now... The Fiend and Randy Orton. That's not confusing. That's not the confusing part, folks. What the confusing part is to me is this group ran amok for a long time and then they get put on the shelf. Also, this is, again, a suggestion for Survivor Series. If you wanted to increase your ratings, you could have put the Raw Women's Champion as captains. Not the... Oh, okay, I see why they kind of did the tag team, you know, leading the charge for them and the women. Actually, just the women. Because I think the Raw Tag Team Champion should have led a charge for like a 10-man tag. That would have been cool. 20 dudes in the ring at the same time. Could have been entertaining if you added a cage match to Survivor Series. Holy fuck. Or, you know, just, it doesn't have to be, actually, it would be cool if you had a specialty match like a chairs match. And they're like, well, it's not TLC. Oh. 
it's going to get hella interesting. If certain things would change, like the whole booking thing, you know? I know fans really shouldn't be dabbling in terminologies and saying, if I were the booker, if I were the promoter. These are just friendly suggestions. Choose to do what you will, man. I've guessed certain things that happen in WWE because it makes it somewhat obvious because, you know, every time someone thinks they have the upper hand, they either have to go after said superstar and get their retribution. You know, see what I did there? Name gets a lot of mention on podcasts, but I think I'll be the one to uh, hit the rock, came back, you know, to face his cousin, Roman. That'd be a really, really, really cool moment. Also, what needs to improve? Less talky, more fighty. They did a better job of it on Raw. They're getting better. There's not as many backstage interviews and uh, a segment that looks the same even after a year, year and a half. Referring to a moment of bliss. It just felt like I, you know, I really like the Firefly Funhouse. I like Moment of Bliss. Guess you could say I'm a fiend for a fiend. It's because you gotta entertain, right? You're wrestlers, so you wonder why your ratings have dipped. It's because we're not taking chances. We're, you know, we're not, you're not giving an audience something to be like, oh man, did you see that drop kick off the ladder or just throwing random shit out there? Or did you hear what's going to go on? You know, there's several, there's several things that need to be fixed, like, don't go against the grain when fans are trying to watch you. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, I'm just being honest, man. Also, if there's a voice behind the actual commentators that make me tune in to watch your shit, fix it. Because Wade Barrett and Beth sound very uncomfortable and, you know, she was ahead of the Department for Talent Relations, you know, in the main Young Classic, or one of them. That's Beth Phoenix. Um, as far as third announcer goes, I'm not so sure. Please don't make my prediction come true. Give us a decent show, at least like three, four good matches. That's all I'm asking. Oh. And we're told this is the tail end of my show. So, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say tonight, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. I got more. Two of those bitches, I got to go to sleep. So, uh, yeah.